Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, this week we are going to be putting money in its proper place. It's time to see money for what it really, really is. It's a tool to enjoy your life and to bless others. And actually, it's something that too many of us worry about. Actually, 42% of us have reported that we worry about money within the last two days. 42% of us, that's an unbelievable statistic and no doubt that spans across the globe and with me this week is a guest who has really taken hold of money and decided to put it in its proper place and actually has authored a book about that very very thing now my guest this week is a montana native living in seattle washington where he has worked as a pastor the co-president of a premium coffee company and a consultant helping churches and businesses make the most of their God-given resources. Welcome to Excellence Expected, Mr. Jamie Munson. Hey, thank you, Mark. Super excited to be here and chat with you today. Well, thank you so much for your time, sir. It's a, it's a real pleasure. And wow, what an interesting topic. And it's something that so many people do worry about. And I'm really keen to see what insights you have for the listeners out there. But before we get to that, just tell people about Jamie Munson. What is it you do? Where did you come from, sir? Sounds good. Well, I grew up in a little state or a big state of Montana, small in population, uh, kind of a bit of a country kid and uh, grew up with uh, a view of money that uh, it was kind of my God. It was something that, you know, my goal was to get rich quick. And that all changed when I was 19. I ended up moving out to Seattle. Uh, I became a Christian in Seattle. I met my wife. We have four kids. Uh, and I, I do a lot of different things, but ultimately one of the things I want to do is help people uh, learn about, steward, uh, use their money as a tool, like you said in your intro. But um, man, I love my family, love our city, uh, super excited about uh, just life right now. That's really positive. I love that. That's fantastic. And what a fantastic time of year to be doing that as well. You know, it's it's something new for people. You can dig in, you can really do what you want to do. So that's brilliant that you're enjoying it. And I'd really just like to touch on your journey, actually, Jamie, because that's that's a very, a very diverse journey, journey from a pastor to the co-president of a coffee company and obviously authoring the book Money, God or Gift. So just tell people a little bit about that journey. How did you end up on such a diverse route? Yeah, it, it was not the way I planned my life, I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, I worked in a church for quite a few years and then kind of moved over to the business world. And I've always had a heart for leaders, for entrepreneurs, for, for kind of high growth organizations and being part of things where people are have a, have a vision, a strong vision and a bold vision. They're excited to implement it. And I love coming alongside people and helping execute that vision. So I, I guess my vision is to help leaders and whether that's in the nonprofit space or the business space, uh, I just love being involved with leaders and, and big, challenging, exciting visions. And often those visions take a lot of resources. So to the extent I can help people think through how to manage and steward and invest those resources, I, I really like that role. Um, so I think it, it is diverse in one sense, but it's, it's similar in another sense in that uh, it's, it's people trying to accomplish great things and and me coming alongside and supporting, encouraging, coaching, uh, offering what I can to, to help them in that journey. 
And I guess the book then, Money, God or Gift, is an extension of that. Let's just talk about that for a second. Tell the listeners about the book, what it's about and how it can help them from a business perspective. Absolutely. So Money, God or Gift, it's it's the big idea that money is either a God you worship, so you, you, you live your whole life to kind of bow down to this God and I just need more money, or you realize it's a gift and it's a gift ultimately, I believe, from God. And something not to be stressed about or worried about, but something to steward and manage. And when we see our resources as a gift rather than our God, we're freed up to enjoy them, to bless others, to serve others. Whether that's, again, in the nonprofit or the business space, um, you take the power away from money and, and harness it as a tool. It gives a lot more joy and satisfaction in your life and in your business. And uh, you start to enjoy it rather than just freaked out about it, if you will. That's really interesting. I love that phrase, take the power away from money. That's really, really interesting. And is that, obviously this is a a business podcast, but is that something you can really adopt across your entire life? Is it something that you can manage in your personal life and your business life as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Money is a powerful tool when we, when we understand that and, and apply that correctly, man, you can do a lot of good with it. You can lead great companies. You can employ great people. You can create great livings for people, which I'm all for. Um, but yeah, and then breaking it down to your personal life. Absolutely. Money. You, you said in your opening, so many of us are stressed out about it and <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm one of those at times. Um, but if we can take that away and we have a and we manage it well and effectively, uh, then we can start to use it in a way that is uh, beneficial to other people and beneficial for our lives and our families. But but we don't stress out every time a bill comes in the mail because we have a plan and we're managing to that plan. What I love about that, Jamie, is the fact it's scalable. You know, you can keep a plan in place and it will scale with your business or your personal life as you become more wealthy. And it's, it's that's really, really interesting for people sat out there because you're absolutely right. We do place too much power in the hands of money, and we do to a degree. We fear it, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Fear is such a such a prevalent problem, um, and, and it's money's weird. It's it's this taboo topic, and I talk about that in the book. That um, people would rather talk about religion, uh, death, sex, you know, anything other than money. But money is such a practical, everyday tool. But for some reason, we don't like to talk about it in the context of our family. Most most people grow up not learning anything about it in school, not learning anything about it from their parents. And so I want to kind of take, again, the power away from it and, and, and give some freedom and, and take away that fear so people understand it correctly. That is really, really powerful. And I love, I love what you said there about people really throughout the youth not learning about it. It's something that you know, we learn so many things when we do go through the school system, but the fundamentals of finance is something that we just don't ever touch upon. And is that, in your experience consulting with some of the, these business leaders, is that something that, you know, is, a, is an echoed thought throughout that kind of, you know, that kind of arena? Do people really value the idea that, look, if we could, we could introduce this into some kind of curriculum, educate people early on, we could get ahead of that fear and really, really overcome it much earlier? Yeah, that's 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 the goal. And when I was uh, working in the coffee industry, we had a ton of young employees, and we actually taught a class on budgeting because 
If you think about it, if your employees are stressed out and worried about money, they bring that with them to the job and it's going to be on their faces and in their life. And if you can ease some of that pain and worry and fear and invest in not just the, the business technical skills of your employees, but you can invest in the financial well-being and the health and the emotional health of your employees, that's going to pay a lot of dividends for the culture you build, the work environment you create. All of that. So absolutely, I, I believe in that. And I think uh, there's starting to be a larger movement that looks more holistically at people as employees and friends and, and, and co-laborers and whatever the work is. And why not invest in their emotional and financial health as well as their business skills and development? That's really a really, really fresh outlook on things. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we are starting to take a more holistic approach to the, the team members and colleagues and friends that we work with. And that actually segues nicely into my next thought, which is Money, God or Gift is obviously a book that we can all learn from. But specifically, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what, what can the listeners out there really pull from the book in terms of helping their day-to-day business life? Yeah, I think one of the biggest themes in the book is about generosity. And if you view your business and your interaction with your customers and your clients and kind of the world and social media, all that, if you view that from a generous lens, meaning you're, you're going into the day thinking about how can I serve my customers? How can I serve my employees? How can I engage and offer meaningful content and value to people on social media. Generosity is just a worldview that uh, is very attractive. People like, not they like free stuff, of course, but they like generous people. They want to interact with generous companies. So I think that theme is a super powerful one that applied in the business space. Uh, it kind of turns things on the head. It's rather than what can I get out of this customer, it's what can I give to this customer, what can I give to my team, and when you're thinking through life like that, I believe that that's going to that's gonna pay dividends, sometimes financial dividends, but also, also just joy and satisfaction in the work that you're doing. So thinking through life through a generous mindset is probably one of the most powerful things I think any business leader and entrepreneur can take away from it. I really, really like that idea. And the more I talk, you know, the listeners out there, you'll realize that the more we talk on Excellence Expected to the thought leaders, to the experts, to the entrepreneurs, to the business owners, it all comes back to that value. It's all about what can we deliver to our target audience, to our customers, to our prospects that they wouldn't expect us to deliver. And in a world of social media and transparency, that can only be good for, for the brand, it can only be good for the karma of the business, and it can only be good for the bottom line ultimately. So I really, really like that approach, Jamie. And just to move on a little bit further and, and go more specifically into finance, Realistically, what stops us as people seeing money for what it really is? Do we have any predispositions or cultural conditions that shape that kind of belief that money is this kind of taboo? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't know what it's like for you out there uh, across the pond, but in America, here where we're at, um, man, so much of our culture is built on this idea of envy that we got to keep up with our neighbors and what you wear, what you drive, where you live, that defines you more powerfully than it should. Uh, you know, if you strip away everything, uh, we're all humans and we all have value and dignity and worth inherent of itself, regardless of how rich or poor we are. And, uh, you know, I, I just think we're so caught up in this, I got to compete. I got to look 
great. I got to make more money. I got to be more successful. And over time, that becomes your God. That becomes the thing that you're focused on serving and worshiping and, and other things then fall to the side. So you may sacrifice your family to make more money. You may sacrifice a relationship to make more money. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and, and so this, this envy and this greed that, that drives us uh, can on one hand, be looked at as as drive and innovation, excitement. Oh, man, look at that person. They're so successful. But you always got to look behind that and see what are they sacrificing to get there? And is it really worth making those sacrifices to get there? So, again, it comes back to this kind of balanced work, life, financial health, family health um, thing that uh, if you have to sacrifice certain things to make a lot of money, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you need to rethink your tactics or your career or whatnot so that you have a little bit more balance. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're all going to die at some point. <laughs> that's kind of, that's life. And uh, my belief is you're not taking what you have with you. And so not that you shouldn't work hard to make it, but if if that's the end game, then man, I I, I think people are a lot more important than money at the end of the day. Entirely, entirely agree with that, definitely. And I think a lot of it stems from that fear of not having quite enough. And whether that is from the perspective of having to compete, which I agree is such a bizarre cultural situation that we're in. And it's exactly the same in the UK and and probably elsewhere. It really is becoming way too much of a priority for people to have the latest X, Y, or Z. And in this especially in this world of, of technology as well, especially when you can have so much access to things. It's just becoming compounded and compounded and it's becoming worse. And I think that's a really interesting perspective. And I think from the other side of the coin as well, it's, it's, it is kind of that fear. It is the fear of, especially in business, have I got enough? Am I on a solid bedrock? So mm-hmm. from a business perspective, how can we learn not to be as afraid of the difficult money situations? How can we really learn to embrace the situation and, and get our heads out of the sand and really learn to deal with these things that are quite difficult? How can we do that? Yeah, that's a great question, Mark. Um, I think that fear is is just an absolute crippler in, in all areas, personal life, business life. When, we, when we're afraid to take that risk or we're afraid of something failing, uh, we tend to sit back and we're, we're paralyzed by that fear. I think envy can paralyze us and fear can paralyze us. And when you're making decisions from a place of fear, uh, you lose your creativity. Uh, you lose your passion often. Uh, you lose uh, your heart for people and people become more of a utilitarian cog in your machine. Uh, and that fear can just be crippling to all aspects. So I think if you're willing to to, to meet about it, to talk about it, to recognize where your business, your organization is fearful. You can start to take some of the power away from that fear as well, and you can start to attack those things. So I'm afraid to launch this new product because it might fail or my competitor might copy me or it, it may not work, whatever the reason is. If you throw that on the whiteboard and you're get it out of your head as the leader and the leading the company and you let your team wrestle through how do we engage and tackle and deal with this fear, then it takes the power away and you can put a plan together to combat the fear rather than just sort of dwelling on it and, and, and living life and making decisions based out of that thing. So that's a big one to me, man, we, we just got to fight that fear. And uh, I think often the fear is fear of failure. 
And, you know, you look at the best leaders, the best athletes, the best companies, uh, they could write more books about their failures than they could their successes. That's a really, a really valid point there. It's something that I think we speak about quite a lot. Certainly in modern entrepreneurialism is something, you know, it's fail fast and learn from that. And I think that is still a little bit of a taboo in itself, isn't it? The idea that if we do fail, we actually we actually have to tell people that we've failed or they will somehow find out, friends or family or competitors or colleagues and getting over that stigma that actually it's all right to do something and change and tweak and just grow from that. There's no shame in that, is there? No, absolutely not. I think there's, there's again, it's power in the honesty. It's, so it's, it's kind of where's that source of power and fear um, and, and being honest about those things, man, you're going to learn from them. And I think, I think there's something about that too that's endearing to uh, your customers and your friends and your family. Like when you're honest about a failure, it makes you human. It makes your company human. It makes you approachable. And, and I think people are attracted to that authenticity. That's really, really powerful. I love that. Oh, the idea of being so authentic and being, you know, open and transparent with that. I think that's fantastic. And in terms of coming over, uh, sorry, overcoming, you know, that kind of fear and overcoming this kind of taboo of money and actually digging yourself out of the difficult situations. Jamie, I know you've put some time into creating three actionable takeaways for the Excellence Expected Takeaway section. So I'd just like to dig into the three actionable tips that you have for the listeners today around money and finance. Yeah, that's great. Um, the first one I would say is be honest about the power money has in your life. Just sit down and write and think, and you don't have to put it on the internet. You don't have to blog about it, but just be honest about what money has in your life. Write down what you want. Write down what you're afraid of. Write down your dreams and your visions and your hopes. And, and just start to start to have more of a dialogue around your financial goals and your financial fears rather than just internalizing it. And then find someone to share that with, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a colleague, whether it's someone on your board. Find someone to share those dreams and hopes with uh, because I think as you start to talk through it, you get good counsel. I believe that you know, the best ideas take a lot of wisdom and they take a lot of counselors to help speak into them. And, and you need to be willing and honest with both your financial dreams and fears. Uh, and then I would say find someone to bless, find someone to give to, find someone to encourage. I just would challenge everyone that uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And there's someone in your life today, this week, that needs something from you. Again, it doesn't have to be money. It could be time. It could be could be money, um, but look around and have your heads up and start to think about your money as a tool to other people rather than just a, a God to accumulate more and more of. That's really, really, really useful. Now, what I love about all of those three tips, you know, the idea that you're honest with yourself, you find someone to share that with, and actually you pay it forward. I really love that. That's a really holistic look, at not only the financial side, but it, it actually makes you a better person. I imagine that if you can take control of that and really get your head around that flow and that process and open your mind up to that, the satisfaction you must get personally must be huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think one of the best ways to combat the fear and the uh, maybe the greed or the you know the anxiety we have about money is to give something away. Give something to bless someone because there's something supernatural I believe that happens that just gives you a level of joy and excitement and thankfulness when you're able to have your hand open 
and and giving someone something. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I have to admit that it always feels better giving, you know, and then receiving in terms of, you know, if you think about even silly little things like Christmas, how much joy do you get from delivering presents to nieces, nephews, sons, daughters versus receiving presents? It's even at the base level like that, I can absolutely agree and understand that. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So absolutely fantastic advice. Really, really, really powerful. So Jamie, just before we close the show, then would you share with the guys listening where they can pick up a copy of Money, God or Gift and where they can connect with you online, please? Yeah, for sure. Uh, everything I do is under the name Jamie Munson. So J-A-M-I-E-M-U-N-S-O-N. That's my Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram handles. You can pick up a copy of the book on Amazon.com. Either search my name or Money, God, or Gift. You can also go to TheMoneyMission.com. I've got some of my endorsements and blogs and helpful resources and tools up there. You can also find links to the book. So again, that's TheMoneyMission.com. Thank you very much, son. It's been a real pleasure hosting you. Mark, thanks so much. Really appreciate you taking some time and uh, and enjoy that UK life. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I'll try my very, very best. All right, guys, as ever, for the show notes and for links to everything that we've just discussed with Jamie, head on over to www.excellence-expected.com. And of course, don't forget, if you are on a mobile or a tablet, you can tap your screen right now and bring up a copy of those notes, which will include links to Jamie's book, Money, God or Gift. For everything else, head on over to www.excellence-expected.com, where don't forget, you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. But for now... Don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.